Hello, and welcome to Hump Day Habits, the podcast where entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and go-getters learn the habits, routines, and skills to take you to the next level in your personal, professional, and social lives. We're all about working on your business and life and not just in them. I'm your host, Sean Miles, and I'm here to help you have it better. Just a quick note, if you hear me interacting with people, episodes of Hump Day Habits are filmed live on Instagram. So feel free to check us out on Wednesdays at 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time if you want to ask some specific questions about that week's topic. You can find us on Instagram by searching Habit Better, all one word. So please enjoy the show. All right, so we are just getting started. We will give some uh, give people a little bit of a chance to, to jump on. Oh. Hey, uh, hey, Dad. <laughs> so, welcome to uh, episode three of our Hump Day Habits series. Uh, so, previously we talked about um, a morning routine, and then we talked about a workday routine. So, what better way than to go straight into a nighttime routine? Um, and so that is the subject for today. So creating a nighttime or bedtime routine. Um, so to start off, why should you create a nighttime routine? Well, the first reason is you will spend a whopping one third of your life sleeping. So setting yourself up for some good sleep will pay dividends in the fact that you are going to spend a third of your life there. Um, so during that third of your life, uh, you know, it obviously affects everything else in a big way. Um, sleep affects your mental health. God. Oh, all right. I'm back. So it uh, affects your mental, your physical and emotional health. Um, and so by making sure you have a good sleep routine, you're going to help keep, keep some of those problems at bay. Higher quality REM sleep. So rapid eye movement is what REM stands for. Improves your memory. Uh, your ability to learn, and your mood. So your REM is like one of the deepest sleep cycles that, that you'll go through. And so by making sure that you are setting yourself up for good sleep, you're going to maximize your, your REM cycles and make sure that you're taking advantage of that. Um, and not getting enough REM is going to start leading to things like depression, anxiety, uh, low energy, um, higher propensity for accidents. So be that a car accident or just tripping over your own feet. If you're not sleeping well, all those things are going to be impacted. Um, most people, surprise, surprise, in the United States do not get enough sleep. Um, and it actually impacts the thing that uh, people are so obsessed with a lot of times, which is their productivity. So you're not getting enough sleep because you're doing a whole bunch of stuff and, you know, not sleeping and it's making you worse at doing things. So, uh, you know, good, good idea to, to really to hone in on your ability to sleep. Um, getting enough sleep, part of that learning memory and, and everything, it improves your ability to handle change and unexpected ev events. And so by making sure that we have this good sleep routine, we're going we're gonna to hit that. And also sleep just allows your brain to process the day, um, kind of along with that learning and memory improvement. So kind of starting out broad, we'll talk about the circadian rhythm. So the circadian rhythm is the, the kind of the clock 
that runs internally in like almost all living things have a circadian rhythm and the primary driver of your circadian rhythm is light and we'll talk about some of the the impacts of that um you know as we go but even your red blood cells keep time and so you know it's it's really actually pretty amazing how much of your body keeps time and and is dependent on these circadian rhythms and this biological clock so kind of running through a typical cycle, we'll go through that real quick and then we'll get into actually building our routine. So we're gonna use the example of waking up at 6 a.m. for an individual. Like I said, this is driven by light, so it can shift uh, based on your environment, um, artificial light, as we'll talk about later, impacts it a lot. So let's say you, you're, you're up at 6 a.m. That's also gonna be your sharpest blood pressure rise. So kind of the beginning of that day, waking up at six, um, your cortisol levels are going to start to increase. Your melatonin is going to start to decrease. And by 7.30 in the morning, roughly an hour and a half after waking up, your melatonin secretion should stop. And so that's going to trigger you, know, you to be more alert and everything like that. And by 10 a.m., you are at your, your peak alertness, so to speak, for the day. And again, this is just an, an example. Um, everyone's a little bit different. Then at 2.30 p.m., you're going to have your highest coordination. Um, so your physical coordination will be the highest. And then at 3.30 p.m., you'll be in your fastest reaction time. And this is all of that interplay between cortisol, melatonin, and your circadian rhythm and various other hormones that are driven by this. Um, at, uh, so that's 5 p.m. Then you're getting into the greatest cardio efficiency and muscular strength. 6 p.m. is actually your highest blood pressure area of the day. 7 p.m. is your highest body temperature, which is interesting when we'll talk about managing temperature as a way to have a good uh, sleep routine. And then 9 p.m. is going to be when melatonin secretion starts, um, and then 2 a.m. being the deepest sleep, 4.30 a.m. being lowest body temperature. And then we're gonna get to 6 a.m. when we wake up again um, in this scenario. So adjust for, for how you are, but, but that's generally because it's so driven by uh, natural light in the majority of ways, but also artificial light. This is really gonna be pretty consistent for people um, you know, with slight fluctuations based on the individual and the environment. So kind of now that we've run through the circadian rhythm and you can see like how many different aspects in your coordination, your blood pressure, your um, learning, your alertness, all that, how many things are affected, how do we build a good sleep routine? So the first thing is you want to make sure that you set a schedule where you are going to get <clears throat> at least seven hours of sleep. So you want to aim for eight, but you want to make sure you're getting seven. And this is going to vary from person to person. For example, if you're training for something or working out really hard during the day, you might need nine or more hours. And so you want to be very conscientious of making sure that you're getting enough sleep um, for what you are doing. And so, you know, schedule it so that you're getting at least seven, aim for eight. Um, and then if you're very, very active or, or did something very strenuous, you know, even bumping it up to nine. Um, so that's kind of your schedule that you want to try and, you know, set your alarm and everything like that. And we'll go through the different alarms to, to work on. Um, so the next thing, no eating in bed. Don't, don't do it. I'm guilty of it. I eat like nuts in bed sometimes while I'm reading my book in bed and it's not great. It's, you're not supposed to do it. 
Um, if it's something really mild, it's you know not as bad because you you basically you want to avoid uh, ramping your digestion, heartburn, things like that. The biggest thing is just make sure you're eating enough during the day so that you're not craving like a nighttime snack. Now the other side of that, a mild snack about an hour before you're eating may actually help you sleep better, according to research out of MD Anderson. So this is a mild, light, tiny snack, not a full meal. Your last meal should be like three hours before you're going to bed. So you want to try and space that out. Make sure that you're giving your body time to digest before you're shutting everything down. So that's kind of, you know, eating. You've got your schedule and we're, we're kind of backtracking and saying like, okay, I'm not going to eat within an hour or I'm not going to eat, you know, a full meal, three hours. Um, so you can work, work your kind of dinner schedule out like that. And it's, you know, nobody's perfect, but you know, you try and do what you can. Next thing is like so many people are guilty of, I'm guilty of it from time to time, but I really kind of try and draw a firm line on this. No technology in bed. Blue light comes from the screens. It will destroy your melatonin secretion patterns and, and really start to mess with your circadian rhythms. So no devices for one to two hours before bed, because that is really going to, to hurt you know, your, your ability to fall asleep. Um, I've heard that if you can't sleep at two in the morning, eat a piece of dark chocolate because your body might be thinking it's starving and it actually helps settle you down. Is there any truth to that? Dark chocolate actually has caffeine in it. I don't know the specifics about um, that, you know, particular thinking, but generally things with caffeine are not going to be great for sleep. Um, so maybe an alternative if, if you really are starving. Um, so, uh, kind of going back to the technology. So set an alarm one hour before your bedtime. You know, I have one on my watch that is screens off. And so that it, it just, it's, you know, we're all working at computers, we're on phones. Um, having an alarm that goes off that says screens off will be a great reminder and I have a snooze function on mine. If I'm really working on something, it's like snooze. All right, give me five more minutes. I can close everything up and then turn off the screen. So I like that. Um, if you're traveling, blue light glasses can be a really good tool um, because they'll help at least cut down on that blue light, which is really gonna mess with your circadian rhythm and your melatonin production. Um, and so having a pair of those glasses, you can get them for relatively inexpensive on Amazon or you know at a, a local store. Um, have a pair of those for travel and then even for home because a great pattern to get into a great routine is to put those on two hours before bed and then one hour before bed your alarm goes off and then the screen's off so now you you you've really started to stretch out your and minimize your light exposure before you're going to bed so if you're not going to have technology in bed what are you going to do while you're trying to go to sleep i always like to have a good book fiction so don't go and, and try and knock back some, you know, really technical stuff, uh, some nonfiction right before bed, because it's going to just keep your brain churning on thoughts. Have a good fiction book next to your bed and, um, you know, just read that while you're going to bed. So, you know, no, no technology, no nonfiction, just nice, easy, relaxing stuff. So kind of the next thing, so we've, we've got, uh, you know, you want to make sure you're not eating. You've got no tech in bed. So what do you want to do? You want to keep cool. No, but really, a cool bedroom <laughs> uh, 
will it is, has been shown to improve your ability to go to sleep. Cool bodies, based on uh, Cornell research, fall asleep faster. Um, and so, um, kind of paradoxically, um, yes, not true crime. <laughs> That's probably a good point. It's just going to keep your mind churning. Um, so, on... Uh, paradoxically like getting a cool body taking a actual like warm shower or bath triggers your body to release heat and it will cool you down which you don't want to do hot but warm um and so that's some research out of cornell which is super interesting and so just a quick shower or a warm bath to help you cool down because that's going to help you fall asleep um easier um, yes, meditation absolutely helps. Um, that is part of the, one of the next sections that we'll touch on. So other things to keep you cool, cooling eye mask, um, breathable sheets. Uh, it doesn't hurt to invest in, in some good sheets, a good bed. You're spending a third of your life there. There's like nothing else you spend a third of your life on or in. So if you're going to spend money somewhere, you know, think hard. Think about the fact that sleep affects every aspect of your life and invest in a good bed um, and a good pillow. Uh, That cooling eye mask helps. Um, Okay, so we've got no tech in bed. We're we're keeping it cool. Um, Journaling is the next routine. So journaling is a great way to reduce stress, reduce anxiety, get all of those like running thoughts out of your head onto a piece of paper and released. Um, so re- daily reflection is a great way to um, kind of use an evening journaling session. Um, that's what I do personally is kind of a daily summary reflection, um, really just to help me unwind, get everything out on paper, um, and, and kind of wrap the day up um, in, into a finale. So going back to your bed, make it clean. So have a nice, clean pair of sheets. Be sure to regularly clean them. I know this sounds corny, but it's actually, um, you know, my wife Morgan pointed it out, like one of her favorite things is to slide into a bed with that's like fresh, crisp sheets. And I have to agree with her when she pointed it out. It is really satisfying. Um, And so kind of just have a nice, good, clean bed, high quality mattress. Um, You know, like I said, it's a third of your life. Um, So, you know, that's kind of part of it. So kind of one of your final routines, um, peaceful darkness is, is kind of what I'm calling it. And this is where, um, you know, part of that alarm that goes off and, and says, you know, no screens off, maybe you turn on some relaxing music. I like a peaceful piano playlist on Spotify is a great one that I love. Um, but you know, you can do you, the idea is that it's nice and calming, relaxing meditation, you know, uh, as I mentioned it briefly earlier, based on our comment, it is such a great thing. It doesn't have to be a long session. You can just do some basic breath work, sitting, meditating, really calming yourself down. Um, you know, so then after that, for, for my personal self, I move kind of from, from the peaceful piano playlist into a white noise. Um, in, so if you can get away with silence, even better, like do it. Um, otherwise to cancel out street noise or anything else, white noise machine is phenomenal. Um, there's a ton out there. Um, I think ROM is the, or DOM, D-O-H-M is the one we use and it's 
fantastic. It allows you to adjust the tone a little bit to find one that you like, but um, very I highly recommend it. It's also a nice cue for your body repeatedly, which is what all of these things are about. It's like building these cues, building this routine to let your body know like, oh, hey, we're doing this now. Oh, okay, we're doing this and then this, and this leads to this, and your body just kind of slowly moves into to a nice sleep pattern. So um, next thing, get your room as dark as possible. So like pitch black, light makes it harder for your brain to achieve deep REM sleep. Even with your eyes closed, they have done studies where like just one LED light can actually impact the quality of your sleep. So make your room as dark as possible. Preferably you've got all of your technology outside of the room. Uh, I have like tape that I cover little LEDs that I hate on different stuff that stays on all the time. So I actually cover those up to make my, my room dark. Um, you can also use that eye mask that we talked about. If it's not the cooling one, just another eye mask to keep it dark. Um, and so those are kind of some of the big things, um, you know, really, uh, kind of going back to the top. So setting a schedule for at least seven hours, aiming for eight, no eating right before bed, you know, a mild, small snack an hour beforehand meals, at least two to three hours before you're going to go to bed, no technology in bed, keep it cool. Like, you know, that cool bedroom, the cooling eye mask, maybe a warm shower bath, which paradoxically cools your body down and, and triggers it to release heat journaling, uh, a, high quality clean bed uh and then moving into that peaceful darkness and the final thing is to be consistent so wake up at the same time go to bed at the same time obviously nobody's perfect it's hard to do but you want to find a routine that works for you not just during the week but on the weekends as well and variation is fine but you want to try and stay as consistent as possible because you you are building this scenario where you're, you're, you're stacking habits and cues on top of each other to get your body into a nice, smooth sleep state. Um, some other considerations during the day, not really part of your nighttime routine, but just things to consider. Don't work in the bedroom, if at all possible. We're working from home right now. It's hard. But if at all possible, work in a different room. The bedroom is for sleep. Um, you know, you want to just isolate that as much as possible because that'll act as another cue for your body. TVs in the bedroom are a terrible idea. Absolutely terrible for your sleep. Um, so another thing to consider. Exercise regularly. Um, this will help your, your sleep quality. Make sure it's two or more hours before bedtime because otherwise it can actually have the reverse effect and keep you up. Um, and then limit Ca uh, limit caffeine, nicotine, and alcohol. So caffeine and nicotine are both stimulants. Um, they keep you awake. That's what they do. In addition, nicotine can actually create withdrawals during sleep and decrease your, your sleep quality. So, And then alcohol may seem like it helps you to go to sleep, but it actually interferes with your REM sleep. So you're not getting a lot of the restorative memory learning benefits from sleep because alcohol interferes with that. It also causes you to wake up at, at certain times. And, and the MD Anderson has even done research. It, like, it can cause more nightmares. So you're more likely to have nightmares um, if you've got alcohol in your system, which was a new one for me. I knew, I knew it messed with REM and everything, but the nightmares was, was something new that I learned about recently. So 
talked about all of these different kind of methods and everything. So what is the routine that I use? Um, this is what works for me. Um, and, and you can kind of build your own as, as you see fit. So my, my first thing is that my alarm goes off, um, says screens off. So I very diligently sometimes turn off my, my computer, uh, try and, you know, close my phone down and then I take my nighttime vitamins. So I take magnesium and melatonin. I sometimes will do an herbal tea, um, non-caffeinated, of course. Um, put on my PJs. Uh, I'll journal. Um, before I put on my PJs, if I'm like feeling particularly amped up or something, I'll do that, that shower real quick. Then I do my journal with my headphones on, listening to peaceful piano. Then I go into the bedroom, turn on the white, no white noise machine, um, and read for a few minutes before going to sleep. Um, so that is my nighttime routine. And I try and do that as much as possible. I go to bed early. It's kind of a joke in my family. Um, but, you know, and a lot of it is finding what works for you and figuring out how you want to make the most of your sleep routine. Um, and so hopefully you... Uh, found some things in here that, that are useful, um, you know, and let me know if you've got any, uh, any questions or anything, you know, tag us at, at Habit Better. Um, yes, I am a grandpa. I, I'm go to bed at like 8.30 and wake up at 4.30. Um, so that's what works for me. You've got to find what works for you. But either way, wherever you sit, whatever your wake up time, you want to have that routine. And so, you know, Thank you for taking the time to join us today. Um, we'll post this on our IGTV. And again, thank you for joining us for episode three of uh, Hump Day Habits on creating a nighttime routine. Have a great day.